The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. Okay, so uh, good morning and welcome to a new episode of the IPBN podcast. Uh, I'm Arnold Delville, I'm the general manager of the IPBN. And today we are delighted to have with us IPBN member, uh, Michael Averbook. Uh, Michael is the CEO and managing partner of Ed Serenity, your medical concierge in Portugal. Um, so if you are in the process of moving to Portugal, or you are probably thinking about it, or you have just moved here, um, we think that this postcard would should really interest you. Uh, Serenity was launched in 2020 when Michael moved back to Portugal after a few years in Angola with the idea of, of uh, really helping expats navigating healthcare in, you know, in your new home country, uh, Portugal. So basically, Serenity team uh, will take care of you and your family while you enjoy the peace of mind, uh, and which, which is what you are looking for, really. So, Michael, good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much for having me here. Delighted okay. to be with you. Excellent. Now it's it's a pleasure to have you with us today, uh, Michael. Um, so that was a very short introduction, and um, uh, <clears throat> I think I think it'll be good if you could uh, tell us uh, our listener a little bit more, you know, about yourself, about your background, your journey to arrive here in Portugal. Uh, I think only a couple of years ago, isn't it? Uh, yeah, actually, you you said it correctly. I. Uh started my life in Portugal only two years ago. Um, I am an expat in Portugal, actually, as well as the vast majority of our listeners, I think. Uh, I am as well. <laughs> yeah, so you see. Uh, I am originally from Israel. I'm a, a medical doctor, uh, trained in Israel, worked in Israel many years as a clinician and as a manager. And then, well, you said, you mentioned that I, I came to Portugal from Angola Actually, prior to Angola, I've been uh, quite a few years in Africa managing Israeli hospitals. The last of them was in Angola, where uh, I met my partner in Serenity, Rita Matthias. And together we started Serenity, again, as you mentioned, in order to uh, create some solutions for many, many people living in Portugal, uh, having some needs uh, within the Portuguese healthcare system and having difficulties mm -hmm. uh, getting to what they actually deserve. This is in a very brief description what we do. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's 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 very good. So um, let's delve into the subject uh, mm -hmm. right away. <laughs> so when when you moved here, um, what, what 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 did you think of the healthcare system in general in Portugal? And you know, having been in 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 so so many different countries, you you you, I'm sure you 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 are able to compare it. Um, what would you say are the pros and cons, uh, and also the the private versus the public healthcare? Uh, and you arrive right in the middle of uh, of the oh no oh no just before the pandemic, you must have arrived uh, here. And uh, yeah. Portugal was very often talked about as having controlled the spread of the virus quite well better than any other country, and also with the distribution of the vaccine. I don't know if you agree with that. So look, it, it's actually, 
you know, everything about Portuguese uh, system is uh, practically within this uh, short uh, uh, presentation that you've done. Um, the Portuguese system in terms of quality, in terms of uh, ability to recruit the right resources at, at a certain time, uh, acts very well. Uh, see the, the results of the uh, vaccination process. Uh, the Portuguese people, by the way, are very, in a way, obedient. They are obedient in, in a good way, I mean. Um, so everybody came and made their uh, shots and everything went practically well. Yeah. And this is a mirror to, to what's going on in the system, I think. Uh, because when uh, needed, when you are uh, in a bad medical condition, when something bad happens, when you have a devastating car accident with a multi-trauma, when, when you have a heart attack, God forbid, or even when you need a liver transplant, the system will treat you very, very well because mm -hmm. the quality of the physician, the quality of the facilities, the knowledge, it's all up, uh, up tier, mm -hmm. all good. But the system fails in the very simple things. And again, talking of Portugal and talking to expats, we all experience, as an example, uh, you know, the beauty of the country, great weather, great food, everything good. What kills us, at least me, <laughs> It's the bureaucracy. It's the everyday yeah. thing that you deal with. Yeah, yeah. The same goes to healthcare. Yeah. Uh, if you need a liver transplant, you'll get it. If you want to see a dermatologist through the public system, you can wait eight months for it. It's, it's ridiculous, but it is what it is. Mm. And actually, the reason for our existence is exactly this unmet need and this tremendous gap. Uh, because people that arrive to a new country, people at a certain age, those that are coming to retire here, for example, normally would come with a little bit of a medical background already, with a little bit of, a, of an everyday need, with uh, some prescription medications, with the need to see physicians from time to time, etc., etc. And when they don't need, they don't know the system, it will be a small disaster for them to walk through this maze, through this labyrinth, of the public system, the private system, the, the, the insurance is totally different. Everything is different. Yeah. And we said, why not make the life of those people simpler? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. I mean, um, so you, 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 you were talking here some experience of, of supporting your clients. And I mean, what, what would you say are, the, are the, the challenges and the most frequent questions that they ask you when they finally get to know you and, and, and to, to, to meet your team. Um, I think, I think uh, also in terms of language, if you don't know the language in your country, but I think the, the, the level of English is quite high um, in the medical staff, would you say, in general? Yeah, but even, even the language is, is uh, this small barrier in a way, is a mirror of what's happening. You're saying totally correctly that if you get to a physician, for sure a specialist, a senior one, he would probably speak English. By the way, you know what, it's not always the, the, the story, but the majority of physicians would speak English to, uh, to a decent level. The thing is, uh, you need to go through the reception. 
you need to come to a clinic or to a hospital and understand how it all works. Uh, a small, it's, it's a small example, but very, very self-explanatory. We, uh, a couple of months back, actually, at the beginning of our activity, uh, among the first dozens of clients, we're receiving a call and uh, a client says, hi, guys, how are you doing? You scheduled for me this appointment and I'm here at the hospital, but nobody looks at me. Nobody talks to me and I don't know what to do. I'm just here at the big hall, at the reception hall. There's a queue of people. When I queued and I got to the receptionist, I spoke English and she just said no. Yeah. And that's it. And I don't know what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we arranged for this specific client a, uh, a consultation with an English-speaking physician, an expert in his field. Great. But he couldn't get there because he couldn't pass the reception. And this, in a way, uh, are the most frequent asks. Not The questions are, are at the end of the day, very personalized because some would have an issue Mm -hmm. with a prescription medication, some would have an issue with a physician, some would have an issue with uh adopting the name of the uh, of the medicine of the medication that i were taking to, to one here but the main ask practically is help me get accustomed to the uh, system in portugal and more than that th- kind of this is uh, on the side of us being your medical concierge, but we do more than that. We practically help manage clinical situations. And that uh, be- is becoming more and more the emphasis because after certain time, after several visits to the clinic, a person already knows more or less how it works. And mm-hmm. if we schedule some appointments, so they even know their physicians. But what is lacking in the Portuguese system is a good management of the primary care, like mm-hmm. your family practitioner that you would go to every time that you had some tiny complaint is lacking from this system in Portugal. And we, in a way, replace it many, many times because a case manager in Serenity is a, uh, is, is a nurse, uh, somebody with a medical background, uh, there is a group of physicians supporting the nurses each and every day. And hence, practically uh, every small complaint, every small medical clinical doubt is as well answered and answered well immediately. And only then a person will be referred if needed to further uh, exams, um, uh, imaging, lab, or, mm-hmm. or orthospecialists. Yeah, so 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 you are really a go-between, and and more and, and more than that. Absolutely, we yeah. we literally, except for for overwhelming emergencies, when we say to the clients, guys, call, call an ambulance, don't call us. Mm-hmm. Except for that, we are the go-to people with everything that has to do with your medical needs, be it clinical. I mean, I don't feel well. What should I do? And be it just in a way, let's call it administrative. I need your advice about the best uh, private insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, do 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 you have maybe a, a case study that you can maybe share of somebody who who joined? I I, I saw a, a video that you did of a 
I think it was a couple who moved from the US, um, and, and they were they were so happy to to, to have met you. I mean, do, do do you have a, a case study that you can maybe? Well, uh, we have we have dozens of them dozens. because they they actually occur on a on a daily basis. And I'll yeah. I'll give you I'll give you two examples with your permission. One of them is purely uh, kind of administrative, and the other one is purely clinical. Would that be okay? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about administrative. This is actually one of the uh, most common problems or, or mistakes that we face and we uh, like to correct. Uh, all the expats coming here uh, would need at certain point adhere to a private health insurance, uh, whether they want it or whether, they're, or whether they need it for their set appointment. Many people do a very simple mistake, but a crucial one, and, and adhere to insurances with the first insurance that somebody uh, offers them. Mainly it's the banks. You know, you go to a bank, you, auto, you open an account, part of your integration in the new country, yeah. and uh, there in the bank they say, hey, by the way, you need uh, health insurance? And you say, yes, I do. And okay, so they say, so here's a paper, sign here, 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 and here. Very easy. It will actually be deducted from your account. Very convenient, all good. You look at the price, the prices for sure, when you compare it to prices, for example, in the States, are very cheap. Everybody's happy signing the paperwork and that's it. The only thing you don't know is that you bought an inadequate insurance for your situation. And mm -hmm. we have dozens, dozens, mm -hmm. if not hundreds of stories as such, because only when you really need the insurance, that you discover that actually you bought something that wouldn't serve you, wouldn't serve your needs. And literally dozens or a couple of hundreds of stories as such. And then we sit with the person, explain how insurances work here. And he understands that, whoa, what I actually got would not serve my needs. Yes, it won't serve your needs. And then you start searching again. Right. So this is one of the very common test cases. Uh, and another one is purely clinical, and that actually, it's a very good story of how, uh, you know, trustworthy pathway can really make a difference. Um, that was relatively, it's, it's a relatively recent story. We have a client of ours that arrived to Portugal, uh, well, today probably it's about two months, that he's here, but he arrived like 10 days before his first clinical call to us. He previously had spoken to his case manager. Uh, on our flow, the case manager contacts the client as soon as he appears, like within hours, and then they get acquainted with each other. So we know all the medical background, we know what's going on, and that guy was literally very, very healthy person with a little bit of, of a small problem of uh, stomach stomach acids, you know, not, not, nothing serious, something that we all have from time to time. We take the pill and that's it. And um, he calls us during the weekend and he says, look, I have this strange pain, something in my uh, abdomen. Yes, no, a very strange story in terms of uh, symptoms. It's not, you know, sometimes you have symptoms that you immediately say, okay, this is problem A or problem B. And that story didn't didn't actually meet anything that that is an obvious one. Mm -hmm. uh, and he calls during a weekend while he's here for two weeks. He doesn't know anybody. He doesn't, he, he still 
hasn't met any physician here. He didn't need to meet a physician. The only people that he knows is us in terms of medical practice. We speak to him and, and actually the case manager, the nurse says, look, it doesn't look something serious, but I really want to follow you up because it's absolutely not your profile. You're a healthy man. And actually she continues to follow uh, the man up during the weekend. And, and there's a suspicion that being raised that this uh, feeling of his is not something very, very, very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we say during the weekend, we say, you know what? We, and the guy lives uh, in the area of the Silver Coast. And we say, we really want you to be seen, but we really want you to be seen by a physician that would not only see you as a, as a walk-in patient. You know, you can actually walk into an emergency room, be seen there, and that's it. No, we really want somebody that we trust, that we will present the case. We will share, actually, our concern, because if you go just to a physician that doesn't know you, you will be there for, like, 10 minutes. Most probably, he will discharge you without anything, because the symptoms are not overwhelmingly shouting something is wrong. So we send this specific person to a physician that we know, that we trust, that we know that will not kind of uh, just discard the case and we'll listen to what we say. And what we said is like, look, this is a totally uh, healthy man. We don't know him for long, but all this story sounds a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Please pay attention to A, B, C, D and tell us what you think. And then this physician checks him and she calls us back and she says, guys, yeah, I, I have a strange feeling that something here is wrong. I'm not very, very sure. He has a little bit of a little bit of a tiny thing here, a little bit of a tiny thing there, but all of that together doesn't match a profile of a healthy person. And we all decide that, look, although this is Sunday, and although this is like, it's not shouting overwhelmingly that we have a diagnosis here, he should be uh, checked and he should be checked now in a hospital with a certain line of exams and we send them to the hospital and we present the case to the hospital staff in the ER. End of this whole story is that uh, this specific person, a healthy person, was diagnosed with a potentially life-threatening situation at the same evening. He was treated, he's now well, he was discharged, all good. But imagine this same story with somebody who came to a new country, doesn't know where to go, I believe, and, and, and again, this is not an overwhelming uh, situation in which you have uh, pressure in your chest that radiates to your left yeah. arm and you're sweating. This is a heart attack. Everybody goes to the emergency. Right. right. But the symptoms were, were very light. Yeah. And, and I believe that any other person that doesn't know anybody here would wait a day or two until things would have worsened and only then go, go to emergency room. And that could make, could make a tremendous difference in the outcome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing of, hey, I have somebody, I'm never alone. Yeah. I have somebody that I can call. I can actually call every day during weekends, whatever. The only thing we don't do is 24-7. But we're not a substitute to an ambulance. But I can call. I am never alone. I can ask somebody what to do next. They will be there for me, not only by saying the closest hospital to you is hospice. Poof. This I know alone. I can Google it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would actually yeah. listen to what I have to say, support me with my decision. And many times, well, 
many every time make my life easier sometimes will really contribute to, to yeah. a much better outcome yeah no absolutely i mean those those uh that's an incredible uh story so so you so your your medical staff is is uh, is basically very much like uh, uh, your own gp in a way uh, absolutely you yeah. are totally right you are totally right because the case manager your nurse knows you very well we have a group of physicians gps internal medicine and other specialties actually on the background and the part of our services actually is if you do not have a gp uh, the system or you haven't found somebody that you trust in the in the, uh, mm -hmm. the private one we can get you a gp that will be only yours knowing you it will normally be online but many people would stick to that because you know they need the prescriptions they need the follow-ups they need the annuals they need somebody to talk to to to, to consult but that's it and and in in that particular case did you mention that um, you went with with a patient to did you did you go did somebody from your team physically accompany uh, when no, it was uh, it, it wasn't uh, like that i mean it was a little bit far uh, mm -hmm. but we were on the phone with him during his stay in the emergency room as well talking to him and to his wife okay. Okay. but in many other occasions specifically in greater lisbon greater porto <coughs> i apologize for that. <laughs> Do a doctor can be sick as well yeah. uh, but many times the team goes with the client to uh, to a consultation. Another story, if we have the time for that, sure. is a patient with a very very specific medical condition. Again, it was like a very specific uh, disease in a way, and he needed to be checked with a very specific physician with a very specific and determined outcome that we wanted from this encounter. Uh, a person that arrived recently to Portugal, he really needs to be uh, followed up and treated within the public system this time because his type of medical condition is treated only in the public system. And we were worried that because of language, because of the fact that actually he only arrived, he didn't even have his SNS number yet. He wasn't registered with the system fully because he just arrived, but needed to be seen by a physician. Uh, his case manager, again, one of our nurses, went with him to the uh, appointment first to make sure that he gets to the right place. Because again, this is not just, you're not just walking into the emergency room, you have to find a very specific clinic. Yeah. And then to be present while the conversation is going on if the physician did not speak English. In that case, he did problem mm -hmm. but more than that we had a very specific intention that sometimes uh, the client fails to explain because he fails to understand the, the meaning and the outcome that we wanted was look i am here i'm not a tourist i am here to stay the fact that i just arrived is only a technicality I'm mm -hmm. on the way to get my residency and I'll be living here and I need you, doctor, to be my doctor for the long run. And that makes a tremendous difference. Because yeah. many physicians, both in public and private sector, when they see uh, a foreigner, they might as well understand that you're just a tourist. And, and again, treat you as one. What do you need right now? Here's a prescription. Bye. No. I need a prescription, yes, but... 
I'm here to stay. So I really need you to uh, to outline in a way the whole uh, follow-up, the whole long-term follow-up, the whole long-term treatment. I need specific medications that mm-hmm. you, doctor, have to prescribe me uh, and provide me and explain to me how do I take it because it's those specific meds are taken only from a pharmacy or a public hospital, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is a very specific process for a treatment that cannot be just stopped. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, when we actually have kind of, in a way, one shot of success, the case manager is going with the client to make sure that everything yeah. goes well. Yeah, really. So very, very, very close. Uh... Close uh, care. Um, yeah. So one one question is um, um, so we we we're talking here about expats and people, you know, as you mentioned now, um, planning to live here. But what what happens if somebody and I know uh, some Irish now are, are doing uh, more and more that uh, they're they're coming here just for an operation and then you know they're they're not planning to to stay here. It's like um, I think they call it the medical uh, tourism. Tourism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that something that you can also help if, if an Irish Absolutely. person... Yeah. Absolutely so. Uh, because we already, although not very long on the ground, but two years are quite a long time, we know today what are the centers of excellence for surgeries. We know today what are the physicians, who are the physicians that would speak better English, who are the physicians that would, beyond speaking English, provide a great client experience. This is tremendously important for us. Mm-hmm. So absolutely so. Medical tourism is there on the map. And if uh, people would like to come over to perform a procedure, actually then be reimbursed by the Irish uh, health uh, system, we'll be more than happy to assist in that. Absolutely okay. so. Okay, very good. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I don't know if we need to go too, too much into details about the insurance, but you know, I don't know if there are, if there is between Ireland and Portugal already some agreement that if you have an, an insurance in Ireland, you don't need a, a new insurance in Portugal. Do, do you know a little bit about that? I I am not into the details, uh, really right. not. We can look it up and maybe do another update to this podcast. Uh, But uh, in the past, uh, when UK still uh, belonged to Europe, uh, there was a structure with the NHS where for specific surgeries uh, that were uh, very with a very long waiting period in the UK, uh, the English system uh, allowed people to come and perform the surgery here. They would have been reimbursed for the expenses. Uh, so it was relatively easy. I really can't say that it works the same with Ireland, this one, but something that we should look into. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, thank you very much. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I think that gives a really good overview of what you are doing and uh, how how you how you can help. You know, we have more and more Irish Irish company, and therefore, you know, people are moving here to Portugal with family with kids. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think you should you should definitely be the the, the first call in terms of uh, healthcare when when they when they think or when when they've decided or are thinking to move and they want to have more information. So so to reach you, uh, I think you are on Facebook and then you have your your website, um, mm-hmm. which is serenityportugal.com. Uh, is that correct? 
Yeah, Serenity iFans, serenity-portugal.com. Uh, if you put on Google Serenity Medical Concierge, you will find us. Uh, Serenity Portugal, you will find us. We are on Facebook, as you said. Uh, we are in IPDN's uh, list, right? Yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Contact. Yeah. So we're we're all over. Okay, perfect. Uh, I don't know if there is anything else you want to to add. I think we covered quite quite a lot. Um, I'm totally okay. I, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to speak to your listeners again. Thank you so very much for that, and uh, looking forward for the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you, Arnold. See, see you again very soon. Okay. Bye. -bye. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pink Room. For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes.